Sorry for the in and out. We are here, follow the leader, and we are here to talk about some things. First, I want to say 2023 Malik Tomlin will be going to Team Mellow. That's my nephew, so I'm feeling real good about a six foot point guard. He got the uh, he got the two way threat, man. Play that defense, dribble. I mean, you want to go to the lead, talk to him today. That's my guy, Malik Tomlin. Shout out to Malik Tomlin. I'm happy for it, man. Team Melo, Dwayne Wise, Coach J, all them guys are good guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a high school, and I'm just like, Newman Garelli might just be it, man. I just want him up there with a guy doing this thing. And um, he moved from Delaney High School, 2020, four-star. He's with Team Melo. I just want him around some kids that, you know, know what they're doing, you know. And, um I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the whole opportunity. So, shout out Malik Town 2023 class with guys like LeBron James Jr. and Kwame Evans Jr. It's going to go down. Now, more things I want to talk about is um, let's get to the the unbelievable and what is the sixth game today. It's a lot at stake, my people. It's a lot at stake, and I really want to talk. I really, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really anxious to talk to everybody. Sixer crew, fans, writers. Shout out to Tom Moore. Shout out to Keep Pumpy. Keep Pompey, man. That's his fam. Um, this is an interesting thing because I remember people. I mean, just. Can people rewind back to the first time when there was a problem? Rewind back to the problem. The problem at hand. Remember the problem? The problem was simple. The problem was big. That Sixers could not. I mean, if, if we go back to the series and we'll be rocking now, they weren't even projected to win. Now, in these playoffs, I'm going to give an update. Joel Embiid through these playoffs averaging 22.9 points, 11.1 rebound, 3.4 assists, 2.4 blocks. Yeah. All right. Jimmy Butler's averaging 17.6 points, 5.8 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.8 steals, a dog. Tobias Harris, 15.5 points. 9.9 rebounds. 4.5 4.5 assists. For those who really feel like Tobias Harris is underachieving this series, it's crazy. 14.5 points for Ben. 7.0 rebounds, 6.6 assists, 1.3 steals. JJ Reddick, 13.9 points. Again, 8.9 for Ennis, 7.0 for uh, Marjanovic, 5.5 for Scott, 5.1 for Monroe. 
Now, j the, the reason why that one is so important, and 4.8 for Cork Myers. Yeah, every time he get in there, four games, he scored. We got to say that. Jonathan Simmons, 3.8. Those are the guys. Garbage time has been. TJ McConnell, 2.9. Garbage time has been real happy for them. Or, or you know, just bring them in. They do their thing. And they just end the game. Like, people don't talk about. That's the little things. Cork Myers, Simmons, and McConnell come there and end the game for you against the scrubs. And they're not scrubs. So you got a disadvantage. So I just want to talk about how important Ennis has been in this game. How important um, Ben Simmons, like people are looking for right now. This is so good because in the second round, things didn't look like this last year. You didn't have nobody to help you out. Ben Simmons clearly has a Tobias Harris and a Jimmy Butler now. And it's not just like having Ilya Sova and Bellinelli. You got two all-stars. Tobias will get his just due. He's averaging a double-double just about this. I mean, what else can you ask for? Shooting. Let's get clear on that. I want to really talk about free throw because MB's hitting 85%, almost over 85%, a little over that. Butler's hitting a little over 86%. Harris hitting a little over 83%. So your, your, your guys are on your starting five. You don't want to foul those guys in the front court. In the front court, they play the post. You're going, it's going to happen. Them guys can shoot. JJ Riddick shooting 78%. He's not even shooting the best. 82% from Mayanovic. Mike Scott ain't missed one. Monroe's hitting 77%. Quirk Myers hitting 80%. And it's hitting 69%. Need to do a little better. Ben Simmons hitting 56%. That's what puts all that off of, off of, Simmons don't, a lot of people was talking all this jump shot Simmons. People, they like bullies. Like my guy Jalen Rose, love him to death, Smith, CJ Smith, OG. But that's not his game right now. What you need to be focused on, if you really focus on the sixes itself, forget the, they just so happy. They just like, yo, if he get a jump shot, the game is over. Yeah, we know that. It's going to happen. I mean, he just got here. He's not like Giannis. It took him a minute to get where he's at. He just got here and he's already got y'all salivating. What needs to be said is, the weapons he has around him now, like Scott Ennis, Tobias Butler. That's that's bigger than anything right now. And then the extra guys that come in and help, like Monroe. You know, you still have JJ there. You still have him with Embiid. Okay, we ain't talked about them because we know what's going down. Marjanovic coming in to help you out. Jonathan Simmons coming in to help you out. And the, and the key thing is that they're using Scott and Ennis a, a lot and, and Monroe. Those are your three guys because of their athleticism at their position. With that happening, that's automatically big, and then Jimmy Butler becomes your backup point guard. I think people will say, oh, Simmons is not. No, it's a help factor. When y'all are looking at Jimmy Butler and Simmons is not hitting the shot, they give it to Jimmy and let Ben Simmons just, then he becomes a point forward. He becomes a 10-7 and 7, don't look so bad when y'all really look at it. He's the, he's the point guard. Then Tobias gets the ball, brings it up. He had five assists last game. You look at the factors in Philly, and I've told people this. How is Toronto going to match Philly? Now, Pascal Siakam could be hurt. Your most improved player. That's the thing. It was too much pressure on Pascal. Too much pressure. Too much pressure, man. He, he He's the most improved player. He just got, he's hitting his peak. He's showing you his, but he hasn't been in these playoff circumstances. It's real it's real disrespectful to say that he's really better than Tobias Harris. 
when he's just doing good this year. And Tobias been doing this for years. So Tobias is showing you who's the better player without having to score 20 a game. We're so good about this team. We don't know who's going to step up. Whoever steps up, steps up. Butler has stepped up without the help of anyone. You know, you had Butler, uh, do a good move and all that, but none of them had the game at all. Nobody at Butler had that game too. And game three, here comes Embiid being, it shows you the full factor of what Philly can really be. They dominated Toronto in game three. They didn't just win that game by a little bit. They dominated them. They dominated their team. That's a scary thought. And now even Kawhi sees it like, oh, my God, look at the weapons that they have. You can't do nothing with Tobias. He'll take, make his own shot. Jimmy Butler, make his own shot. Joel Embiid when he's dominant. And then you look at, oh, I forgot, J.J. Riddick, at them 13 points, he basically did his own thing. 13 points a game, he's basically doing his own thing and able to shoot. The field goal percentage right now, MB hitting 45% from the field. Okay? Butler's hitting 45% from the field. Tobias is hitting 44% from the field, 44% from the three-point line. Probably the most all-around, 83% from the free-throw line. Like he's been when we traded for him, he's doing exactly, he's not struggling. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Ben Simmons, 61% from the field. When he gets inside, nobody can mess with him because he has an unbelievable athleticism. It's crazy. J.J. Reddick, 43% from the field, 40% from the three-point line. And it's him, 57% from the field. Marjanovic, 58% from the field. Scott going to get on. I ain't worried about Scott. Scott been out. He's hitting 38% from the field, uh, 29% from three-point line. He'll get high, no doubt. Monroe, 43% from the field. Got to do better than that. What you have to understand is Philly is efficient. And then the, then the crazy part is that's not even the big part. I'm talking about the offense, the defense. And you see what they're doing on defense. Does anybody see how this team is doing on defense? Guys are passing. 3.4 assists for MB. 5.3 assists for Butler. 4.5 assists for Harris. 6.6 from Simmons. Guys are passing. Do you have any idea what that does for a team? They have guys. You got four guys with three averaging 3.4 assists or more. That's even going to make it better because those guys are always on the floor. Jimmy Butler always on the floor playing point guard. He's only averaging 1.8 uh, turnovers. Butler. Harris is only averaging 1.6 turnovers. 2.8 only for Simmons. Those are key factors that you have to look at. Those are key. And in this game, if Pascal don't play, let me tell you something. And even if everybody else plays good, which they're not going to play, you know, everybody else tries to contribute like they've been trying to do. People are looking at, oh, they're missing their shots. They're getting good shots. Everybody gets good shots. Philly got good shots in game one. They got good shots. They got good shots against Brooklyn in game one. But they wasn't hitting them. The defense, when you get smothered by the defense, you know, it, it affects it, your urgency to make a shot also comes around. And that's also bricks. Then you're feeling, you're probably feeling that they're, since their defense is so smothering, you're probably feeling their defense coming towards you. You're not shooting a comfortable shot. It's Philly, man. That's how Philly is right now. It's Philly. Giving you great defense, smothering shots. That's Philly. Great length. 
It's hard when you got Jimmy Butler at 6'8", who is not only 6'8", he's a good defender. They're talking about, I heard Max Kellerman, um, people talking about Tobias's defense. Are you crazy right now? Nobody saw how Tobias has been all in people. When he plays defense, he plays defense. When he's, he's, he's putting an assignment, you coming in that interior, you try to post him up, it's not going to be easy, son. It's not going to be easy. Tobias is a very underrated defender. OMB is just a, when it comes to scoring and defense, when he plays like that, which is pretty much how he played all year, <laughs> people are doubting him because Philly's, you know, keeping him out a lot. And they're talking about what he's scoring in that many minutes. When he was on minutes restrictions, does anybody remember how he was playing? So how is MB not able to affect the game with 27 to 28 minutes? He don't have to play 40 minutes. He don't have to. People are talking about, oh, when he's playing. Man. No, he don't have to. And I think Brett Brown, see, Brett Brown is so smart. Y'all forget, this man was under Popovich. Y'all talking about every time he made a mistake last year, his first year in the playoffs, he's supposed to make these great adjustments with, you know. And nobody, everybody talking about, uh, nobody talked about how Bellinelli and Eliasova did not play good in the playoffs. That was big. That would have been Ben Simmons' scapegoats. That would have been, he can pass to him. They did not play good in the playoffs. Brett Brown has now, in his second year in the playoffs, he's like a, he learns as he goes. He reminds me of Jay Wright. He figured everything out. Now we're going to see what happens with Boston. Because I think Boston has no chance. The more this team plays and bees effective, the more, the better they get. They get out this. It's, it was like Iverson in 01 playoffs. Each, listen, we went against Indiana in the first round in 2001. They had Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, had some bad boys. Played them a five-game series, you know. Back then, you had five games. Five games, three games, you got to win three games. They did that. They went against um, Toronto in the second round. It was a battle between Iverson and Carter. They beat that in seven games. Then you come to the, then they play these two series together against two elite teams. And they come against Milwaukee. They got the triple threat and Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Glenn Robinson. Who won? Against, that, that had to be the toughest one to me. Cause you had it coming from all angles. Big dog, Glenn Robinson coming at you. Ray Allen coming at you at his peak. And then you talking about Sam Cassell. Still won. The, the, the togetherness of that team, but it's a difference with this team because they're so elite in all five positions. You got to deal with J.J. Reddick, who can shoot a, a mid-round. I mean, he can really shoot. I mean, this dude can just layups. If 20, 20, 20 19, 17, 20 feet, that's layups. Then you got the three-pointer. Now, we want to go, and I want to talk about game two. More, that's where I come to really talk about game two. All right? Game two. In Philly's corner, we talk about the, the matchup between Embiid and Siakam. That's not it because it was like everybody was non-existent. Danny Green hit 13. Like people say, you expect him to hit 13. Three for six from three-point line. What you, I told, I remember when they was talking about Danny Green on first take. He's not nobody to worry about. He's a, he's a three-point shooter. Just like y'all say, y'all really think Green is better than J.J. Redick? I don't care how much he plays better D. J.J. Redick is too good of a score. J.J. Redick had 15 points. It was plus 22 that game. 
Three for six from three himself. Five for nine. Got to the line. What is the difference? What is the come on, y'all? What is the difference? What what are you telling me right now? You JJ Reddick is play, he's a better player than I don't care what defense he's playing. He's not his defense don't make up for JJ Reddick's offense. I'm looking at this game. And Danny Green only averaged 10.3 points a game, four rebounds, man. I'm I'm just 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 trying to I really want to give y'all something. I'm just trying to give y'all something on this in this series. It's crazy, man. Like 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 how y'all insulting my boy JJ? I just don't get it. I just tell the real. Just like when he got that uh that foul that Ibaka did. He he faked it. Y'all got flopped. Everybody, oh, it was dirty. He didn't even touch his face. JJ just a heck of a vet. Now he averaged 18 a game, JJ did. 2.4 rebound, 2.7 assists, and had a double double for the first time in his career and eight assists. Almost had a triple double. Clearly, this team makes him much better. And clearly he's better than Danny Green. What is he averaging right now? 20 points a game. 20 a game against the Raptors. 20. Four assists, 42% from three, 48% from the field. That's what he's averaging this series, man. In his postseason, he's averaging 13.9. I just don't understand where y'all at. When I was seeing people talk, I was like, their bench, they're starting five, and their bench don't make up for Philly's starting five. Their starting five is that good. And I think it's been woke up how good Philly's starting five really is. I think people were just talking. People trend too much. They even trend with nobody has their, their rightful opinions or their own opinions. It's just whoever's trending. What is Danny Green doing against Philly? He's only averaging 6.5 points a game. In the postseason, he's only averaged 7.9 points. He's only hit 37% from the field. So, coming into this series, who didn't do their homework? Somebody out there need to give me their paycheck. I'm just saying, man. I just be trying to wonder what's going on. That's it. Jimmy Butler been dynamic in this series, my man. I mean, for anybody that's watching basketball, he did average 18.7 points, 5.3 rebounds, 4.0 assists, became more facilitated than he's ever been. And this in this in this series, he's averaging 22.8 points a game. Just look at what this team is basically doing, man. So I I really think, and especially with the as Pascal Siakam plays, he's still hurt. He's not Embiid to play hurt. He's not that type of guy. That's a lot of pressure to put on him. Even coming into the league, Embiid had the pressure, lived up to it, boom. Siakam surprised everybody. Listen, man, we'll come back on Fowler. We're going to talk more and more about, uh, also we're going to talk about some Phillies. Um, just a little bit. Who who I think could play Philly? What's going on? What's what's more going on with that situation? I just think it just needs to be a lot talked about, man. Finally, to be back, man.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I missed that joint. That was the joint. Crossover. EPMD, if y'all know what that is for Young Bucks. And everybody I know, you know, probably bob their head to that break. That is a classic. Now, listen, let's get on this. Um, Who I think. Listen, I just think the Bucks right now. And, and, and I mean, who's going to win there? I'm kind of up in the air, man. You can't ask me about the Bucks and the Celtics right now. I, don't, I think. Bucks got so much talent. They got Middleton. They they got the talent to beat them. Just like Boston has the talent to beat them, especially if Haywood breaks out. If Tatum gets out his slump. I'm I'm in that mode right now. I don't know who won it more. We'll see what it is. Um Denver and the and, and who who won it more? That is a very equal because you know Portland got the experience, man. But Denver got some talent. If, if Jamal Murray jumps out the woodworks and Gary Harris gives us even more, that could be over for them. But if McCullum and Lillard with Nurkic all spark some, you know, it's different. And they got some good players around, the good role players that can make a difference. I always thought they needed one more third starter. If is Nurkic that guy? We'll just see who come to play, man. Warriors and Rockets, that's going to be a long series, man. I don't know who won it. Yeah, yes, I'm saying it. I think the Warriors will win, though. I'm picking them. I'm picking them. 76 is Warriors. Nobody's beating these two teams. They're too talented. It's going to be an exciting seven-game series when Philly and the Warriors play, and that's what I'm sticking with. Uh, who they will play? Um, Like I told you, it's a toss-up. Toss up between Bucks and Celtics. Toss up between. Toss up between um. The Nuggets and the Spurs. 
I mean, Lord. Sorry. Shoot me. Nuggets and the Blazers. Nuggets and the Blazers, Bucks and Celtics. I don't know where they're going right now. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's almost the same thing with the Celtics. Got more experience. The Blazers got more experience. So if you're going by the... But don't count out how good Denver was this year. And the Bucks, we know how good they've been this year. So we'll just see what happens. Who wants it? But regardless, I think it's the Sixers and the Warriors. It's going to be exciting more than people even think. And if the Sixers beat the Raptors four games to one, I mean, I'm still not saying championship. I'm saying, whoa, wake up, everybody. Because just because the Raptors are struggling, I mean, they were struggling with nobody else like that. This is how good the Sixers are. They're a matchup problem for anybody. They are. If they beat them four games to one, man, I was saying that they're going to win the championship. But I'm still, I want them to go. Because to me, I feel like the Raptors have showed everybody, including the Warriors this year, was popping. You know, and, and Boston has. But Philly is just a better team. They have, they did the biggest change that. Boston, the Toronto change with Gasol does not give me like, oh, they did. A, Philly made a drastic change. They didn't even get used to Butler yet before they were beating people. Then they had Tobias Harris. They haven't even got used to these guys. Everybody I talk about that has beaten the, the Toronto Raptors and Boston have all had players, more players of common knowing play with each other, you know, and then whatever change they made, it wasn't real big. Maritage is not a big change for Milwaukee. He sits on the bench, whatever he does. It's not really an implemented change that knocks out their chemistry. When you get Butler, you put him in there with two guys. Now, listen, if I could see if it was Guinness and Middleton getting used to Meritage. But this is Simmons and Butler. Simmons and Embiid just got playing with each other last year, getting used to another star. Not only that, okay, they didn't even get used to Butler before they added Harris and more bench pieces. The team totally flip flop. Brand said, I'm shaking it up. I'm putting elite players and let's do it. Pressure on Brown and it looks good. Now, let's talk about Canelo and Alvarez. I mean, Canelo, listen, Canelo, what am I? What am I drinking this morning? Nothing, y'all. I'm just tripping. But let's talk about Alvarez and um Daniel Jacobs. The, 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 the title, the belts got unified. Big time, prime time play, y'all. This is it. No, y'all know what's going on with boxing now. Unified titles, things are big. And Alvarez is my number one pound for pound fighter, and he proves it because Jacobs is no joke. He has a 73 inch reach to his 70. All right? 158, 159, Alvarez was. Jacobs is 160, okay? 32, he's 32. He's older than of Alvarez, all right? We talking about experience against a bully. It was a great, great fight. That was just a good fight. I love good boxing. And Daniel Jacobs lost to Alvarez. Yes, Alvarez can hit so hard. And he got, you know, he's the dude that his one loss is to Floyd Mayweather. So that's what really, when a person comes in and you say this and that, and they won loss, you say, who they lost to? Floyd Mayweather. Oh, the guy that never lost. Wow. So he's been proving himself. Canelo is my pound for pound right now. Talking about whatever you want to talk about. We'll have talks about that even more. But that was a good fight, and Canelo rightfully won. Good fight. He, he could have easily lost. If, if Jacobs switched it up, got on him a little bit more. He tried, you know, in the ninth round, he had a real good, you know what I mean, hit. Like, it was crazy. Good fight. I love good fight. All right? 
We'll see who fights next. Uh, who is uh next up? Uh, Deontay Wilder is a guy I like. And you got Crawford. Amir Khan is now under a rock. That was unbelievable right there. Why would you stop a fight? If you're going to get knocked out, just get knocked out. I'm just saying. Unless you got a history of some head problems, I can understand that. Y'all, oh, this is not going to be good for his career. Stop the fight. And I, I, I constantly say fighters don't take fights where you feel like if you already have bad and you know you're going in the ring with bully right now. Don't take these fights, man. Because when you when you quit, it's like, what did you take it for? You thought you were going to dominate them enough to don't mess up your head? I don't get it. So, um, we talk more about that. And let's talk about the Phillies. And I, I let y'all know so much about the Phillies. Phillies are a team that's going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait, man. Wait in the trenches. It's just what it is. You got to wait because they got the right um, pitches. They don't need to go for no more pitches unless they feel like, okay, we go for Madison Bumgarner just to turn up the juice. But it's really the bullpen is letting all the runs out. I mean, you can have a lead or you can have a a, a, a a certain lead and then you didn't score all these, then they score a couple of runs. And then it's like when you come back and score a run or two, it's like null and void because now the bullpen couldn't hold their lead. When they learn, and they, it'll happen, I'm telling you, listen, let months go, after the All-Star break, this team will be a little different. And congratulations to Jimmy Rollins, man. Yes, I remember I was in Philadelphia. I was in Southwest Philly on 60th and King Session when the Phillies won. Everybody got shooting. People got to shooting. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Down, the people was tearing up the city. When Philly won the championship, the world going to know it. <laughs> going to know it. I remember watching the news like I was going to go downtown, but what am I going to do that for? I'm just going to go to jail. Or oh, you ain't going to go to jail. That's, I mean, I'm telling you, when Philly won the championship, when anybody, when the sports team in Philly won the championship, even the college team maybe, you know, it's the only time where everybody is a cool. Everybody is cool. My the cops, the citizens, the the criminals, the gangsters, the crackheads. Everybody is happy. They all going doing the same thing. They messing stuff up. Everybody, gay people, straight people, everybody loves everybody. They don't even give a care. Be, and when when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was cops down there like, yeah, you saw people breaking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, whoa, when are you gonna see that in any city? I don't care if if the Rams, if the Browns win, maybe if the Browns got that type of treatment, maybe they didn't get as crazy as Philly. It's just not that type of town. They're like, oh, you're doing too much now. You can't flip my car over. Everything goes when the championship goes on in Philly. Cleveland, hey, you can't flip my car over. Stop it. You, you know what? Get your ass in the car right now. It's not that serious. Super Bowl, even though we ain't had one in 60 years. Now, Philly, listen, I don't care if they just won yesterday, last year. They still going to tear the city up, and the cops is going to let them. You know what? You know what trips me out? Philly is the only town where they know something's going to happen, and they prepare for it. Remember the greasing? They grease poles. They ain't want people jumping on poles. It ain't work. <laughs> Philly, yo. Philly is no place like Philly. I promise you, man. But yeah, I was there for that, man. Jimmy Rollins, Pedro Feliz, the third. I was just watching the documentary, 
and, and taking myself down memory lane because it's what I do, y'all. Like I study. I, you never can stop learning anything, period. So if you're in a profession, you need to learn. All right, and we're going to get out of here in a minute, man. I just wanted to talk about something. You need to learn. Pedro Phillies, Jimmy, I'm just letting you know how important the Phillies and Jimmy Rollins playing one more game is and retiring with the Phillies. J-Row was a beast, man. He was just one of the best baseball players ever. You know, top 100. You can, you can do what you want. Top 100, J-Row's in there. You can say what you want. The heart, the heart, the glove, him winning the MVP. Uh, Ryan Howard was my guy in that. He was just a home run hitting beast. 48 that year. Home run hitting beast, man. Um, you're looking at Rice, Reese Hopkins. He's, he's probably a better player all around. He's just a better, um, batting average. And, and, uh, you know, you look at gloves. I think they're about the same, but he's a little bit more athletic. You know what I'm saying? And Ryan Howard could not play outfield. You couldn't, whatever. That was the, that'd be the dumbest thing ever. You know, it's not his game. He's not athletic like that. Uh, Pat Burrell was drafted as a third baseman and moved to outfield. He's a good hitter. He can hit that home run. You had him and Howard bucking home runs. Pedro Feliz, like I said, him and Rollins playing in Utley are uh, three-way threat in gloves. Great. And then, you know, Utley can hit. Then Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. Man, he was so elite at that with the Phillies. He, he ain't as good as he was and anybody else that he was with the Phillies. He was so elite. He was definitely one of the top three center fielders in the game. Jason Worth had a breakout season. You know, he went other places, was productive, but he, he had an unbelievable season with the Phillies. He was just unbelievable. He's one of the top 10 outfielders in the league. No doubt about it. You can say what you want. He was one of the top 10 caliber outfielders in the league. Matt Stairs, guys like that coming off the bench. Carlos Ruiz really was one of the most underrated catches to play when he played with the Phillies. The next year, he had like an over 300 season. Like when Phillies wasn't winning like that, he started to really hit. He really started to catch his stride. And he had a, he was hitting 400 in their postseason. He was really a good player. Um, Cole Hamels was just him and Lidge was just something different. Really, him, Lidge, and Madsen was so good. And then you came in with Chad Durbin, who could eat up. He was a former starting pitcher. He'll give you three innings. If your if your starting pitcher wasn't good, he'll give you three good innings and kill it. Every time. Yeah, but it's a real good team. Brett Myers, yeah. Brett Myers was, was tough, man. He was tough. You ain't gonna come in there. He was tough. He was one of the best pitchers in the league. About top 30 pitcher. No doubt. He definitely could definitely take you out. And then you got the toughest pitcher on there, Jamie Moyer. Man, the man was 42 years old. His pitcher was so slow. When you when, when he threw the ball, it was like watching a slow motion play. Like you were just anticipating. You was just anticipating. It seemed like it took all day for the pitch to get there. But when it got there, couldn't do nothing with it. And Joe Blanton, I remember the time when he... Had the game where he hit the home run, and he pitched a great game. That was just one of the best postseason performances I've seen from a pitcher to hit a home run against a good pitcher and then coming in and pitch your team. Like Joe Blanton, we got him from Oakland. The man did great. Lights out Lidge was just un- he's He's the best pitcher. It's the best pitching performance from a reliever. You're closer that you could really want to have. A guy who they don't, he saves every game. Every game. You just knew when he came in, he was saving it. You 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 just threw your 
you threw your 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 uh, your, your um your work in the air. Anything you did, any any blueprint you had to win it. Okay, here comes Leeds. Okay, we we not leading. We're not going to lead no time. You just knew it wasn't going to happen. The the guarantee of a guy doing that good, then the guarantee of Madsen winning, the guarantee of Durbin, it was just good. And you had Cal Kendrick. He was decent. I mean, he was as decent as you can have as a, as a pitcher. So, man, I'm out of here, man. I'm just letting y'all know, listen, the Phillies are going to be all right. Just let them play. They just all you got to do. Bryce Harper's going to be a time where he just ring ding dong. Herrera's coming back. Kingery, when he comes back, uh, Cesar Hernandez is doing his thing now. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is another guy. He was hitting good. Everybody, you just expect more out of Harper. But these are two MVP candidates. But what they are doing, which y'all need to look at, is their on base percentage and slugging percentage is lethal. So there'll always be guys that get on base if they don't hit. There'll always be guys that's going to slug it out, going to hit good. When they do hit, they're going to hit big. So, big things there. Like, Robinson's not back. You still got Dominguez is struggling a little bit. Ramos is a little bit. They're going to come through. Morgan had a bad outing. You know, he's been good. Neshek had a, you know, he, he's been good. Everything, look at the, the lineup. The lineup is good. They're going to be all right. So, I'm out of here, y'all. Follow me at writerleader247 on Twitter. Follow me on writerleader Johnson on Instagram. Uh, like my page on Facebook, Leader Johnson. I'm that guy for these sports, man. We doing nothing but big around here, man. All right? So, we out, man. And this is a crossover.